You are not a body with a soul. You are a soul with a body. And one day your body will be gone and your soul will live forever somewhere. That's what we believe and that's what we've been talking about these last few weeks. And um, we're going to hit something else a little bit today. We're going to talk about this subject, which is difficult. Be healed, my heavy soul. And the premise of this talk is basically this, that when my soul feels heavy, I need to check what I'm carrying. When my soul feels heavy, I need to check what I'm carrying. Have you ever woken up one day and you just felt ugh like that? Anyone ever done that? Last Saturday morning, I woke up and my wife woke up and within a few minutes of interaction and me speaking, she looked at me and she says, you've woken up weird. Now that does happen on frequent occasions. But basically, you just wake up some morning and you just feel off. Anyone like that? Or you wake up and you feel a bit heavy and a bit lethargic and it's January, isn't it? And it feels a bit, ugh, anyone like that? But, but you know, that's okay. But actually, if it's continually that you feel heavy on the inside, maybe you need to check what you're carrying. Because maybe you're carrying weights that you're not meant to carry. Maybe you're carrying stuff that your soul is not designed to carry. And there's a guy that wrote a lot of the um, certain bits of the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, a guy called David. And one of his books was, was called the Book of Psalms. Well, it's actually where his writing is in, in the Book of Psalms. It's the only bit. Um, and, and it's brilliant because it's like a book of soul talk. It's like so honest. And so in there is Psalm 23 that we know really well, which is the beautiful psalm. But there's some other bits in there which aren't quite so beautiful, but they're very, very real. They're very authentic. It's like he's speaking to himself. He's speaking to his heavy soul. He's speaking to his um, kind of weighty soul. He's speaking to, he calls it his downcast soul. We need to speak to ourselves more than we listen to ourselves sometimes. Many of you in this room, many of you watching or listening, you speak to yourselves a lot, okay? There's a voice that goes on in your head a lot. Maybe we need to speak to ourselves rather than listen to the voice that's often in our head. And in one of the verses in Psalm 143 verse 4, David writes it like this. And I'm going to give it you in three different translations so you get the overall picture of what he says. So my spirit grows faint within me, my heart within me is dismayed. Another translation, I'm losing all hope, I'm paralysed with fear. Another translation, my inner being is in depression and my heart is heavy, dazed with despair. How many of you are glad you came to church this morning? But that, the reality of that is that he's being real and saying, my soul is heavy. Now listen, if you've been a Christian for a long period of time, you know that this is true for you, don't you? Just because we know God doesn't mean we don't have times when our soul is heavy. But if you're not a Christian today, or you're watching or you're listening and you're not even sure whether there is a God, you know that this is true as well. This resonates on the inside because you know that sometimes you wake up and you just feel heavy and it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away the next day or the next day. When you are like that, when your soul feels heavy, you need to check what it is that you are carrying. I was chatting to my wife, she was here at the first service, about in the last couple of years, Whenever I've got to a point where there's been something really important to say, it almost seems weird that something goes on in our life right into that subject. 
So this week has been a very, very difficult week for me and for us as a family. Many of you know that uh, and I've got their permission to share this with you. My mum is a member of this church. My mum and dad came here 30 years ago before I came here. My dad passed away 10 years ago in, in July. But my mum has been a member of this church for nearly 30 years. My sister and her family have been members of this church. My sister's been here for 30 years as well. And many of you know that, that me and Alison, um, so I've got one uh, parent alive. Alison's got both. Over the last two months, um, all three of our parents have been in various hospitals. Alison's mom's had a hip replacement. Alison's dad's just come out of hospital with a knee replacement. And my mom has been in and out of hospital having lots of tests. On Tuesday this week, I prepared this message on Monday and finished it off. On Tuesday this week, I sat in an uh, office in Russell's Hall with myself and my mom and my sister. And we were told the devastating news that my mom has got an aggressive, invasive cancer in her body. And that she will need and require surgery uh, to, to take it out. And it's major surgery, and we don't know whether she's fit enough uh, or strong enough for that surgery. The good news is that the cancer hasn't spread, as far as they, they, they're aware, to other parts of the body. But the bad news is that this is major surgery, and it's a big deal. And I have to say that this week has been a, a difficult week for us. And many of you in this room, many of you watching or listening, you know the reality of those kind of conversations. And it feels like Wednesday, like the day after, and we were talking about this yesterday. Was it really only yesterday that we had that news? And it's like time seems to freeze and seems to hold in that place. And you, you don't quite know. And you're carrying heaviness within you. And some of that is authentic and real. But then in the process of that, we have to check what we're carrying because I don't think God wants us to live with a heavy, weighed down soul. I think he wants to bring something different into our experiences. And many of you know all of that. When my soul feels heavy, I need to check what I am carrying. And maybe that's not the issue for you guys. I know we've got many people here who are, who are going through health issues like that and worse and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe for you, you're carrying a heaviness that's not related to health. But how do we carry that then in such a way that doesn't destroy or damage the soul that God has given us? So what I want to do this morning is I want to, I want to do it visually for you this morning, okay? And we're going to look um, visually, and it kind of worked at the first service. So I'm hoping it's going to work at this second service. I'm going to pick six areas of things that I think we can carry in our soul. There may be more, but I pray that as I go through these, that if this is you, that God speaks to you today. That God doesn't just speak to your mind, but I pray that God speaks to your soul as well. You see, some of us, we can, we can carry guilt and regret. Anyone ever felt guilty or regret something they did or didn't do? Oh, why did I do that? Why did I say that? And that moment when you know you've done something or you haven't done something or you've said something or you haven't said something and you feel guilty and you carry the regret. And the Bible puts it this way. I'm overwhelmed, swamped and submerged beneath the heavy burden of my guilt. It clings to me and won't let me go. This is David again, Psalm 38 verse 4. I'm overwhelmed, swamped and submerged beneath the heavy burden of my guilt. It clings to me and it won't let me go. It's heavy and it's weighing me down. And we carry things like that. But you know, not only guilt and regret, but also loss. And I don't just mean the loss of a person, although it could be that. 
Someone who died or someone who you've lost in your life. Maybe a marriage that broke up and and you carry that loss as a heavy brick. But it's not just that. It can be lost opportunities. You know, as I'm getting older and talking and relating to, I I love younger people, but I, I love older people as well. And I'm talking more and more to, I guess, younger people and older people. And I'm realizing that the older you get, the more loss you can pick up. You know, you've lost that extra yard of pace on the football pitch as you get older. Or you've lost that ability to do something. Or, or, or you've lost that friendship that you had a long time. And loss can be a really heavy weight that we can carry. And, and again, the Bible is so amazing. It, it says this. This is a great verse in Proverbs. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, But when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Because we're carrying loss. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And everything's great. (laughs) But then when that goes away, I'm still carrying this brick of loss in my life. I I read a book just before Christmas. A guy called Levi and Jenny Lusco. They're a couple that that lead a big church out in America. And I'd heard about them. I didn't know the story. And I read their story. And I was quite blown away, to be honest, because uh, they tell a story about their kids. And one of their daughters wasn't very old at all. I can't remember, eight or nine. And she died just three weeks before Christmas of an asthma attack. And he said, and I preached that two weeks later to thousands of people over Christmas about the good news of the hope. But he was carrying this incredible loss. And he talks very honestly in the book. And one of the quotes he says in the book is this. He says, there's a disorienting endlessness to suffering that makes it easy to lose your bearings. It's like being lost in the woods of your own soul. It's like being lost in the woods of your own soul. And I wonder whether this morning any of you guys feel lost in the woods of your own soul. That's another brick that we carry. And then there's um, resentment and bitterness. That thing somebody did to you, that thing that they said to you, that, that instance that happened to you and you take it on and you carry it like a weight and it's resentment and bitterness. And the thing with resentment and bitterness is that it's under the surface and you don't see it, but you do see the effects. It's the roots and roots always produce fruits. And if there's bitterness and resentment in you, It ain't going to produce anything healthy through you. It will only produce something negative. And we hold on to it and we carry it like a weight. And families can be like that. And I'm sure if I was to ask for a show of hands, I'm sure some of you would do it. Families carry bitterness for generations, don't they? And communities do and nations do and churches do as well. But I don't think that God wants us to carry that heavy weight. It's not good for our soul. And then the fourth one is words that are spoken over us. Words that are spoken over us. And some of us can still remember words spoken over us, can't we? I still remember, and I, I think I am over this, but maybe I'm not because I still remember it. I don't know. But I love history. It's one of my favourite subjects at school. Alice and my wife will tell you I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to history. I, I, I buy BBC history magazines and read them. We watched Mary Queen of Scots at the cinema last week and I'm checking it up on Google and checking the history. I love it. My history teacher at school, and if you're a teacher, we love you and we know you didn't mean to destroy lives like you did to mine. I'm only joking. And he said to me, and he said to my mom at a, at a parents' evening, he, Leon will never amount to anything and he will never pass this history exam. I did pass it and I got a B. Mm-hmm. So there you go. 
But we can remember words spoken over us, can't we? We can remember the words of a parent or of a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a friend or a headmaster or a boss. We can remember words spoken over us and they can be like a heavy weight that we carry around and that pulls our soul down. Words have the power to bind, to imprison, and to destroy. You need to remember, your tongue has no bones, but has the power to break a heart. Your tongue has no bones, but has the power to break a heart. Words are free, but how you use them can cost you. And other people have used them, and it's hurt you, and it's heavy in your soul, And we want to deal with that. But also we need to think about how are we using words to bring life into others, not to be negative and to be heavy on their soul. The fifth one, oh, this is so huge. Worry and anxiety. How many people in our culture, not just young people, not just teenagers, but all the way through the ages, we are carrying the weight of worry and anxiety. When I spoke on this a few months ago, um, I quoted something, a psychologist called Robert Leahy, and he said this, the average child today demonstrates the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient of the 1950s. That absolutely, when I read that, that absolutely just stopped me in my tracks. The average child, the average demonstrates the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient, adult of the 1950s. 50s. What are we doing to our kids? But it's not just our kids. It's all of us as a culture. We are so worried and we are so anxious. One in four teenagers have done or have thought of doing self-harm. And many of you will, will know in the news this week the story of Molly Russell, that 14-year-old girl that took her own life. And just so sad listening to her father talk about the impact that he believes social media has had on his daughter's mental health and life and death. And many of our kids and teenagers are carrying the weight of worry and anxiety, but it's not only kids and teenagers, it's adults as well, isn't it? And we carry worry and anxiety around, and it is creating such a heavy soul. But you know, there's one more that I want to talk about, and we don't say this word very often in church these days, because it's kind of got such a connotation to it, but I want to talk about sin. It's an old-fashioned word, and if you're not a Christian, you might think, oh, sin, that's what people wear on sandwich boards and, do you know what I mean, out on the corners. It's not that at all. Sin literally, in the original language, sin literally just means missing the mark. It's like whether you miss it by a mile or a, or, or a millimetre, you miss the mark, and the mark is what God intends life to be lived like. And it's not because he's a killjoy who's out to stop your fun. Sin isn't bad Because of that, Benjamin Franklin, an American um, guy from from, from years ago, he said this, sin is not hurtful because it is forbidden. It is forbidden because it is hurtful. That's so important. God doesn't want us to carry sin around, not because he's out to stop our fun, but because he's out for our good. And so look, sin is not hurtful because it's forbidden. It's forbidden because it is hurtful. So when you and I are carrying around sin in our life, that's going to be heavy on our soul. Many people say to me, oh, I don't feel close to God. They're Christians. I don't feel close to God. And, you know, I'm not connecting to God in worship. You know, and it's not long before I can think, actually, mate or lady, there's something in your life and you know it ain't right. 
You're in a relationship that's sinful. You're doing something that's sinful. And I'm not being hard or being heavy. You're missing the mark like I miss the mark as well. And when I miss the mark by carrying sin, it isn't going to be healthy and life-giving to my soul. And yet we carry it around, don't we? We carry our weight around. So this is what we do. Things happen and we carry weights. And what we do is we pick them up and we stick them around our neck. And that's how we live our life. And here's the thing. How do you respond when you're carrying these kind of weights and when your soul is heavy? The first thing I think we often do is we deny. Weight? What weight? I'm not carrying any weight. Many of you have said that this January. I'm not carrying any weight. But we are. (laughs) But we're carrying weight in our heavy soul. And we try and deny it. And we try and say, oh, oh, you know, it's just a season I'm going through. Listen, listen. If there's no beginning or end to your season, you're not going through a season, that's your life. It's not a season if it's got no beginning or end. And so what we try and do is we deny. We pretend it isn't there. Or we try and distract. So, so, so we walk around with a heavy weight, but we just try and distract by keeping busy or by doing stuff. Or the third one is that we dull the pain. We dull the pain. We're carrying the weights that are heavy to our soul, that we are not meant to carry, by the way, and I'll talk about that in a moment. And what we try to do is we try to dull the pain. So alcohol, or, or drugs, or sex, or porn, or shopping, or work, or pleasure, or cinema, or movies, or Xbox, or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with some of that stuff that I just said. But actually, if we're doing that to dull the pain, we're not dealing with the heavy soul. But there's another way to deal with it, a much better way to deal with it. You see, if we keep doing it like that, this is what's going to happen. I love this quote. The chains of habit, the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. How awesome a quote is that, Warren Buffett. The chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. And many of us, we're trying to dull the weight, the pain of the weight of the heavy soul. And we get habits that we don't feel at the time, but then they get too heavy and they're like chains. And Jesus invites us to a different way of living, a different way of living. When my soul feels heavy, I need to check what I'm carrying. Let's go to the Bible. And this is the verses I want to look at this morning. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry, say out loud, heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Some of you are thinking, what on earth is it talking about? You're talking about weights and heavy burdens, and you're talking about the yellow bit out of the middle of an egg. That's not what we're talking about. The first hearers who heard this, immediately in their mind, this is the picture they have in their mind. The yoke of an oxen. Okay? The yoke. Take my yoke on you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. They think of what happened was an old oxen, yoked together, okay, that's called a yoke across their necks, with a young oxen, and the old one is there to teach the young oxen how to do oxeny things, okay, to plow and to do all that stuff, and to to teach them and to guide them and to lead them. And that's true, and that's kind of what Jesus meant, but he meant something different as well. You see, there's another meaning of the word yoke to the Jewish culture. You see, rabbis were the people on the earth who interpreted how God wanted them, the people to live. And then they made up a whole way of living. 
And so God gave 10 commandments in the, in, in, in the beginning of the Bible, but they put loads of other things on top of that. In fact, there were six or 700 different laws and each rabbi had a different set of interpretations around those laws of how people should live. And that was called the rabbi's yoke. So when Jesus invites us into a relationship, he says, I'm going to give you a yoke and it's going to be easy and the burden is going to be light. You see, every single one of us lives under a yoke. The Jewish nation lived under the yoke of the Roman Empire. It was a way of living. They were harnessed to that way of living. Your family has a yoke. Your workplace has a yoke. Your college and your school and your uni has a yoke. It has a way of being and we chain ourselves up to that. But Jesus says, hey, there's another way to live. I want you to, chain, to kind of hook yourself up to me because I've got a different way of living. And this is the yoke that he says for us to live. He invites you and I to do two things. Firstly, he says, come to me. All you who are weak and carry heavy Weights and drop them. Why are you carrying what you were never? Oh, that feels so good. Seriously, I feel so good just to be off my shoulders. Why am I putting weight on my shoulders that Jesus took on his on the cross? Why am I carrying the weights? on my life, in my soul, that God said, I'm going to choose to put on my son on the cross. Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me and drop the heavy weights. Then there's another step. Jesus says, come to me, drop the heavy weights, but then learn from me a different way of living. Take on a different yoke. Rather than carry all those heavy weights you weren't meant to carry, I want you to carry something completely different. And so, Jesus gives us different things. For the weight of guilt, he gives us forgiveness. And he says, I don't want you to carry the guilt anymore. In fact, I want you to drop the guilt and I want you to pick up forgiveness. And here's an incredible verse. But if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's amazing, isn't it? So I don't have to carry the heavy weight of guilt or regret, but I can carry his forgiveness instead. And for loss... For loss, I don't have to carry the weight of loss. I can pick up instead, I can pick up hope and I can pick up comfort. You know, this, this week since Tuesday, you know, we, we've had so many messages from family and from mostly from the church, to be honest. Kind of that's like, you know, the family uh, of just support and encouragement. In fact, the leadership team at the church in Duras. In Albania, our church out in Albania, they, they were asking about my mom and I told them what happened and they filmed themselves. <laughs> they filmed themselves praying for me and just saying greetings and saying we are with you and we love you and we love your family. Do you know what? I want to carry that. I want to carry that into this week. I don't want to carry that. I want to carry that. Because that's what Jesus says. 
And as I've been praying and, and, and talking to mom and, you know, and, and our family, and we've been talking about how we cope with all this and just the sense of faith in our family is great and I want to carry that. And mom's inspired me this week as I've sat with her and just talked about this whole challenge that she's now facing and that we're facing. And I want to carry that because I think that's what Jesus has for us. And then, and then what about uh, resentment and bitterness? We can pick up grace and mercy, can't we? Someone hurt you. Okay, they hurt you. You've hurt people as well. We hurt God. And yet God forgave us. And because God has forgiven us and given us grace, we shouldn't have to carry around the bitterness anymore. We can pick up grace and we can pick up mercy. Jensen Franklin, who's an American uh, pastor and writer, he said, while getting hurt is a reality, getting and staying bitter is a reaction. Getting hurt is a reality, but getting and staying bitter is a reaction. So instead of carrying the bitterness, why don't you pick up grace and pick up mercy? What about the words spoken over us? Well, why don't we pick up the words that he has spoken over us instead? So rather than the words from the teacher or from the, uh, the, the parent or from the husband or the wife or the boyfriend, those words that were spoken over you that were negative, why don't you pick up the words that he has spoken over you, which are the words of truth? I am who he says I am, nothing else. I'm going to carry that. I want to carry that. And just by the way, um, Craig Rochelle in his book, Soul Detox, he says, positive words plant seeds for beautiful trees. And that's great for us to receive, but, but think about giving those words as well. Because your words have power. Fifth thing, what about worry and anxiety? Maybe we could pick up peace. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, cast all your anxiety onto him. In other words, drop your anxiety because he cares for you. Instead of the anxiety, pick up his peace. And then finally, what about sin itself? I want you to pick up forgiveness and healing. And I want to just teach one thing just for one minute. Okay, Those of you that are Christians, if you're not a Christian... This isn't really relevant to you right now. But if you are, this really is. Here's an interesting verse. And it says this. Confess your sins to God. No. Nope. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be, say it out loud, healed. See, many Christians get this wrong. We think that we confess our sins to God so that we'll be healed. That's not biblical. We confess our sins to God that we will be forgiven. We confess them to each other so that we'll be healed. That's just what the Bible says. There's something powerful about us saying, hey, here's where I am. I, don't, I get forgiveness from God, but, but the healing for my soul comes when we're in reality and in relationship with one another. And so I can pick up community and forgiveness and healing that he has for me. That's why connect groups are so important. That's why relationships and community is so important. You will not address what you don't confess. You will not address what you don't confess. And if any of you are carrying stuff and it's hidden and it's in the dark places and you're carrying it around like a heavy soul, find someone you can confess it to because you'll find healing when you do that. You'll find healing when you do that. Here's the thing. If I carry these kind of things in this bag, this perfectly fits my muscular body. You see, and to be honest, I don't even know that it's on my back. I could walk all day, every day, and I won't feel any different. It'll just feel, because Jesus says, come to me, or you are weak and carry heavy burdens. Drop them, learn from me and carry something instead, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
A couple of weeks ago, I was in London for a meeting, and um, it was the Tuesday that the big vote on Brexit was happening, and it was an exciting day to be in London. And um, I was on the tube coming back, and uh, I heard the thing on the tunnel that I've heard many times before that says, if you see a strange and suspicious package, what do you do? And it just says this, you see it, say it, and sort it. And I stopped in my tracks. Everyone was moving around, and I stopped, and I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. and says, that's exactly right, Leon. When you see something in your life, see it, say it, and sort it. So, guys, this morning, what is there in your life that's a heavy brick that you shouldn't be carrying? See it, say it, and then do something about it. Jesus would say, drop it. And instead, pick up something that fits you, that suits you, sir, and that actually will help you live a life and have a soul that is life-giving, even when you walk through difficult situations. I want to ask you three questions as we finish. Here they are on the screen. What's weighing your soul down right now? What are you carrying that you shouldn't be? What have you put on your shoulders that God has said, I've put on my sons? Secondly, are you ready to give it to Jesus? Are you ready to drop the heavy weight? Why is it on your shoulders when he put it on his? And then finally, are you willing to learn a new way to live by allowing Jesus to teach you? When my soul feels heavy, I need to check what I'm carrying. Am I carrying this? Or am I carrying this? I want to invite the band to come back. And I want to pray for you for a moment. Can we pray? Let's pray. In a moment, Gemma is going to sing over you and to you. And then I'm going to invite you to respond this morning. We don't do this very often here now in the church. But I'm going to invite some of you who are carrying heavy burdens that you shouldn't be carrying. And it's killing your soul. I'm going to invite you to respond. And I'm going to invite you to come and to stand at the front. And someone's going to come and pray for you. They're not going to ask you anything. Because some of these things are very personal. And it may be that there are other things that you're carrying that you shouldn't be carrying that I haven't mentioned. So they're not going to ask you what it is. They're just literally very quickly going to just pray for you. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is because it would be so easy to listen to a message like this and agree totally with it and go out as heavy as you came in. But I think God wants something better for us. So I'm asking you this morning to respond and to lay your burden down and to pick up what Jesus wants you to carry. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much that your word is truth, that your word is life, that your word is power, that your word is hope. And Jesus, 2,000 years ago, when you declared those incredible words, come to me, come to me, you meant it and you still mean it. And so Lord, I want to pray that all across this place and whoever may be listening or watching, that many of us would come to you in these moments and we would lay these heavy burdens down. We would drop this stuff that we're carrying, that we put on our shoulders, that was never meant to be carried by us, but always meant to be carried by you. And we will pick up what you want us to carry and we would learn from you. And Lord, our situations may not change. So we walk out of these doors in a few moments Our situations may not change at all, but our soul could. So Jesus, now in these precious, special moments, God, I pray that there will be many 
young people, not so young people, maybe those of us that have been carrying weights for days, weeks, months, even years. God, that we would lay them down and that we would pick up what only you want us to carry. In Jesus' name we pray.